Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, now Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, now it's delight on a moonlit night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, now Constantinople, so if you the date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. So take me back to Constantinople. No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. is famous about your city. And you're expecting me probably to talk about Montreal, my own city, and I will, just not today. I will do an episode about just Montreal one of these days, so if you want to skip it, you can skip the entire episode. You'll be good. Although, you're going to miss something, because it is an absolutely fantastic city. It's the second oldest incorporated city in Canada, because it was incorporated in 1642. So everybody's saying, ah, St. John's yeah, before. Yeah, St. John's, Newfoundland, was incorporated in 1921, not 1583. Get your act together. But I'm saying, since I uh, am stuck at home, I have two autistic kids whom I have no help with. So I work nights to take care of them during the day, which means that my dream of visiting famous cities, Paris, Sydney, London, well, it's going to remain a dream. But thanks to the Internet age, I can see and experience these things through you. So I'm asking you, please let me know wherever you listen to this podcast from, or if you follow me on Twitter or on Facebook, let me know something about your town. Give me something. Give me some juice. Give me something to appreciate that you appreciate or maybe don't appreciate enough about your own famous city nearby. In the meantime, my name is Anthony from Montreal, Canada. Welcome after midnight. I'm a night shift worker, you may have noticed, because, as I said, I have two severely autistic kids. Leaves me very little time to keep my own sanity. In order to do it, I do a podcast about five songs related to one specific topic. This week... The topic is 
famous cities. We started with an updated version of Istanbul, not Constantinople. It's an old song from, I think, the late 50s, early 60s. And recently, a band called They Might Be Giants, Two Brothers, who do quirky songs. They did three albums for kids. I'm not kidding you. They do rock songs for adults, but also music for kids. And they did this one pretty much in between the two. And this version might be familiar because it was in the first season of the Umbrella Academy, if I'm not mistaken. I think, I think that's what it is. A lot of the songs I play have been played on Netflix shows, so I get sometimes jumbled into which is which, but I'm pretty sure it was the Umbrella Academy. But I hope you liked it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being back with me this week. Next two songs. Enjoy. I'll lay you
Budapest. Ah, city of cathedrals. Yeah, I see it right there on the bridge of the Danube, kid. I kind of like to talk to you, you know. Well, why don't you email me? Ah, uh, kind of like a, you know, one-on-one, kind of a face-to-face type of thing, you know. Like do it personally? Yeah, I'd love to see, you know what I mean, kid? Let's, let's do it. Budapest, my my hidden treasure chest, golden grand piano, my beauty focus E O U. Ooh, ooh, I leave it all. My acres of land, I achieved. It may be hard for you to stop and believe, but for you, ooh, ooh, I leave it all. Oh, for you. Give me one good reason why I should never make a change Baby, if you want me, then all of this will go away My many artifacts, the list goes on If you just say the words, I'll up and run on to you Yes, I know. I keep chastising people who come on my show because they submit top 10 songs. And here I am playing a top one song. It's George Ezra from his debut album in 2014. The song is called Budapest. Yes, it's a song that charted pretty much everywhere in Germany, Italy, Slovenia, Czech Republic, the Netherlands, Canada, the UK, of course. 
And in the U.S., it reached number 32 on the charts. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is about you, George, but you talked everywhere but in the U.S. Come on, get your act together. It's a song that makes me feel good. It's the only reason I put it in the show. It's, it's, it brings a smile to my face. Whenever I'm down, I ask my, my guests recently to pick one song that's a pick me up. Some of them, or one of them gave me a wake me up song, but usually people come up with a, a song, a happy song, a song that kind of, takes you from wherever you are and brings a smile to your face, gives you a little bit of motivation. And that's what George Ezra does to me with this song. It it kind of plucks me from whatever dark corner I am and for a few minutes just makes me feel good, makes me feel lighter, makes me feel like I can do anything that it's not so bad. I can make it. I hope it does the same to you and I hope you appreciated listening to it once more because you probably listen to it a lot on the radio if you're not in the U.S., Before that, Courtney Barnett, she's an indie rock icon from Australia. This was uh, her, too, from her debut album in 2015. She's pretty much uh, an LGBTQ icon. Uh, like the song says, it's a song dedicated to uh, to her girlfriend. She was in New York, touring in New York City, and she was in the loft at night at 4 a.m. and missing her girlfriend back in Australia. So she wrote that song, which is called An Illustration of Loneliness or Sleepless in New York. That's the title of the song. Uh, yeah, most people are familiar with her, her big hit single, Avant Gardner. And if you listen to the two songs, you're going to realize it's pretty much the same song, different lyrics, but the core progression is the exact same. I know she has different songs, but I don't know. Somehow, the two songs I like most about her are the exact same song with different lyrics. What can I say? Usually at this point of the show, I go with the hamster, but he's off this week. I think he's plotting some evil plan with Devin the Moose. So instead, we're going to have another hairy creature. Scott Mayer is with us. Podcast Posse. You went to Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. Okay, first, my first question, really stupid. What's the difference between Euro Disney and Disneyland Paris? Oh, it's the same place. Because Euro Disney failed, from what I understand, right? Yeah, so I know that there was talk of them originally building a Disneyland in London, in Battersea, um, which would have been really close to Victoria, so it would have been great for like tourism. But I don't know why it failed. Um, so then they moved it to Paris, but I know that Disney don't own all of it. They, it's kind of like a licensing thing. They own a percentage and the rest is owned by, um, some businesses in, in Paris. But I think it's just outside of Paris as well. Did you go to Paris or just to Disneyland and then scatter it off? Oh, now I'm going to feel like a real white trash no but, um, no but it's, if, if you're going to go to disneyland's quote-unquote paris you might as well visit paris right yeah i went with i went when i was like 14 15 so i went with my family and we just did like two days in we went by coach okay so uh yeah okay, so it was yeah. literally disney and then then leave so it was just go under the channel go there and come back oh no we caught a boat <laughs> really Yeah, it was. You know what? I, I don't think I'd be able to go into the tunnel. Did you see the video of the Lincoln Tunnel in New York leaking? No, but thank you for letting me know. I will avoid that one as well. Yeah. yeah I think <laughs> it leads to Jersey. It's 70, I'm pretty sure it's 70 feet below, and it was leaking. 
So, and Eurostar is deeper. So no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Wasn't there a Stallone movie like that? Not a Jerry Butler movie, but a Stallone movie <gasps> where he... There was! I can't remember oh, the title, though. But with a young Vigo Mortensen. Really? I, I don't remember yeah. that. I don't remember anyone who was, who was in that movie except uh, him, Stallone. You know what? I'm going to look it up and, and watch it again, just for fun. So you you uh, you never went to Paris itself? Is it, is no. It, is it something you want to do? Um, I would go just to watch football. Um, I know Pam wants to go to see the culture and the art. Um, I'm very very easy either way i think i kind of the way i look at culture is based on the the comics and and the the street art that i see that's more of how i get like a an idea of the culture yeah so yeah i wouldn't really be great for going to museums but pam wants to i, I i'll go with her anytime if she pays for the trip i'll go with her anytime. <laughs> you stay here keep an eye on my kids and i'll go with pam to the museums because that's what i want to do a question about uh i'm gonna try to say it your way football yes soccer <laughs> it is i prefer football i think it's it's kind of great it's great way. why do english football teams name themselves after the city a lot of them at least Um, I think it's because they started off as like, um, a small, small, like amateur teams and then they build up like, uh, in a time when, when you didn't give a name to your team, it was just your city. And then, yeah. So my team Arsenal was founded in 1886, the same year as the statue of Liberty. (laughs) Um, fun fact for you. (laughs) Correct fact. Um, yeah, that's how I knew it when we did that quiz on New York. Um, yeah, yes, you're right. Yeah. Okay, I, I forgot about that episode. Thank you. No worries. Um, yeah, uh, so they, they started off as, as like small community teams. <clears throat> I think we were called, oh, I'm going to get so much hate if I get it wrong. Pretty sure we were called Dial, Dial Square because okay. that was the the town that they were formed in. Okay. But yeah, it's normally it's normally that kind of thing. Like Millwall, they were a lot of amateur uh, players that played that originally worked on the docks. Yeah, um, and then Chelsea's obviously Chelsea, Fulham. Yeah, it's just kind of the amateur team, and then they rise up. Okay, it's because they're old then, and yeah. they didn't bother giving themselves. A name. Yeah, because there's a new Pretty NHL much. team now, the, the Kraken in Seattle. Yes. What the hell? I'm so excited. Oh. Please, come on. Give us back the Nordiques before the Kraken. Come on. Well, I saw the greatest tweet today, and it was, um, you have to call the arena the crack house, <laughs> and you have to call the fans crackheads. Oh, my God. That is precious. Thank yeah. you so much for that. En écho de la mers, là-bas sous le ciel clair. Il existe une cité au séjour enchanté Et sous les grands arbres noirs Chaque soir vers le sein va tout mon espoir J'ai deux amours Paris, Paris, toujours, 
Would you believe it? I played a Sam Roberts song on my show. Yeah, I never did that before. <laughs> I think there's maybe two or three singles total left of his that I haven't played yet. Uh, this is Detroit 67 from his third album in 2008. The album is called Love at the End of the World. Uh, it, it is pretty fantastic that uh, before the album and the song were even released, it was getting a lot of airtime in Detroit. People have heard about it over there. A radio station had heard that this Canadian guy who was on his way up had written a song about the city, so they listened to it, and they flipped over it, and he's a hero over there. He literally is, I uh, uh, got it, celebrated, I should say, not with a statue, but um, it, the song came out at a really bad time for the city in 2008. You know, there was a huge uh, crash of the economy, and Detroit, which was already suffering a lot, that was a dead blow for them. Everything just went south, completely south for the city of Detroit. And this song is about how cities rise and fall, but then eventually will rise again, will be reborn maybe differently. But it was a love letter to this city that uh, he said in an interview that he used to uh, visit relatives who lived in the U.S. and they were going always right across Detroit when they did. And this is one of his favorite childhood memories, seeing the Detroit skyline going through the Ambassador Bridge. And this song also mentioned the uh, the 67 race riots in Detroit. So it really is an homage and a love letter and um, a pat on the back to the people of the city of Detroit that your city will rise again. Just hang in there. It is a beautiful city. It is a historic city. Just hang in there. And he's a hero over there still now. Still 12 years later, they they love everything he does. So uh, thank you, Detroit, for loving this Montreal boy. Before that uh, was, uh, her name is Madeleine Pierrou. She's an American. And, uh, well, her mom was French. Her dad was American. And uh, when she was 13, her parents divorced. She moved with her mom to Paris and she became um, a French singer. She started emulating the, the old-time crooners of the U.S., but doing covers sometimes in French. And this song was originally by a lady named Josephine Baker. If you've never heard that name, please stop everything, go on Wikipedia, look her up. She was fantastic. She's the first black woman to hold um, a major role in a movie in 1927. She was an agent of the French resistance during World War II. She was a civil rights activist. She was a fantastic woman. And like Madeleine Pierre, who Josephine Baker was born in the U.S., but made most of her career in French, in Paris. So this was uh, Madeleine Pierrou's homage to her, to Josephine Baker, and it, it is my favorite version of this song. I, there, there's been maybe a dozen covers of that beautiful song, but this is by far, by far the best one, I think, and I, I just love listening to it. And it uh, it came back uh, in popularity a few years ago when there was the um, the shooting of a French magazine called Charlie, and this song kind of became the anthem, uh, a love letter to the city of Paris, to everyone who wanted to support them. Uh, so that's it for the show this week. Thank you so much for being with me. I'm leaving you, as always, as always, this is a pun not intended, uh, with one last song from the band, True Love Always. I've, I've noticed recently that my daughter um, found where to listen to my show, and she's listening to it a lot. And I thought I, I should include something that she loves, and she loves the band True Love Always. She really, really loves them. And this song that you're going to hear, she listens to it several times a week. The song is called Modesto. It's from, uh, I think, their third or fourth album in 2003. Um their songs are pretty much always the same, always the same baseline, the same chord progression, the same thing. But it, it's catchy, and I, I have to admit that I like listening to it, too. 
And now, so are you going to listen to it. Thank you again so much for being with me. This is Anthony signing off, and this is True Love Always. Enjoy. Trucks keep rolling, keep on blowing. Keep on pulling me backwards. Registers tolling, beats are stolen. Keep on pulling me backwards. It seems like such a long, long way, but I'm getting closer every single day.